All in preparation for the challenges that lie ahead. This is a show that feeds the mind with inspiration and truth on the issues of the day. If it's important to your life, you'll find it here. Hosted by Malcolm Out Loud. Welcome to a special production I will call Inside the Mind of an Ironman Athlete. It's Malcolm Out Loud here. Well, you know, this is going to be just an incredible production today for you, for all of us. And you, you've seen many of her write-ins on the site. I would like you to meet again Ironman Kelly Murphy, a, a great friend of the network on America Out Loud. I was just saying to her as we just came on the show here that, you know, her body of work is very impressive on America Out Loud. She's got some great, great productions here. Uh, her last post here, Iron Man Love, are you rushing to the finish line? Can you live an Iron Man mindset? You know, then there's the show me, don't tell me conundrum. Uh, but it, it's all just a, a, a significant body of work. But today I want to jump into this Iron Man a little bit more since Kelly has just completed a race. And I want to tell you, she's the author of Fear is Horseplay. Great book. It's a childlike story created to inspire all ages toward fearless action. And I want to tell you today, if there's somebody in my life who I've met who's fearless, it's Kelly Murphy. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Malcolm. Thank you. You really are fearless, and I say that not for any reason other than it's the truth. Uh, I've described you before on radio as one of those crazy people that says, yeah, the mountain's in front of me. You're damn right I'm going to climb it. That, that pretty much sums it up. It's, I have to say, the Aries in me, warrior woman, and I try not too much to back down from a challenge. Uh, oftentimes, though, fearlessness can be uh, misinterpreted as stupidity. So I try to keep a, a nice balance between um, being fearless and achieving the things that I want from my life, but in the same regard, being smart about it. That's a great point. That, that, I, I didn't realize you'd say that, but that, that is an excellent point. I want to ask you something. When you were growing up as a kid, it, was you one of the kids that your mother had to tell you to come in from out of the rain? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did? You knew enough to come in from the rain? No, you know, it's so funny because when you just asked that question, immediately a memory came to my mind when I was two years old and we vacationed in Wisconsin on a lake and I went running out onto the pier and my mother was almost having a heart attack, screaming my name, Kellyanne, Kellyanne. And I kept running and kept running and jumped right off the end of the dock. I did not know how to swim, but boy, I guess I wanted to learn. <laughs> you did. You did. Well, I was one of those kids who never knew enough to come out of the rain sometimes. I'd be out there splashing in the puddles and having fun. But, uh, wait, listen, um, you have just done a remarkable thing. And one of the things I know about you in your life's work and mission, which I have really, uh, my goal has been to try to inspire you to uh, inspire others because you have so much to give, Kelly. And you really are an inspiration to so many people in just who you are. I mean, you don't really have to change anything. That's what's so cool about you. I meet people all the time that, you know, I got to tell them to remove half their baggage. But you like, you really have so many things, I think, going in the right direction. And I think to help others to be able to inspire people, which I know is really your ultimate goal in life, is to inspire folks. But let's bring it back to get inside your mind now of an Ironman athlete. You just completed your second full 
Iron Man. Remind folks this very moment, please. What do you have to do as far as, you, you know, you swim, you bike, you run? But give us the, uh, the, um, the numbers again on what completes an Ironman, please. The swim is 2.4 miles. The bike is 112 miles. And then, of course, the run is no big deal, just a marathon, 26.2 miles. Just a marathon. And so now imagine, folks, that you're going to do a half of a uh, um, marathon, just a marathon itself or a full marathon. <laughs> but then you take on these three things. And now what I kind of know about this is that these three uh, goals, they have to be done in a period of time. What kind of time factor? That is correct. So you have 17 hours to complete the entire race. And then, of course, there are cutoff points within each of the events. So within the swim, you, you have to be complete and out of the water within two hours, I believe two hours and 20 minutes it is. Don't quote me on that. Uh, and then the same with the bike. There's a cutoff time. If you're not off the bike, then you are disqualified from the race. So while you do have an overall uh, period of time that you have to complete the race with each event, you have to be out of the water and off the bike at a certain time. Point. So there are milestones in there that you must complete, right, to be able Absolutely. to fulfill. Yeah, Absolutely. And then the whole journey is, all right, so let's go right to the finish line right now. So you just ran and completed your second uh, Ironman. As you were crossing the finish line, let's, let's take it to that very moment here, okay? So you're now, and, and before you cross the finish line now, you see the finish line with your eyes. You know what you've been through over the past year to train for this thing. You know what you've been through over the last few weeks in preparation now for doing this. You're in another state. You're, you're, in, a, you're in a faraway land from your home. You're competing with hundreds of people in this thing. You see the finish line ahead. What is the thought that crosses your mind? Well, first of all, I want to say that you don't really ever see the finish line. It's kind of almost like going to Disneyland or Disney World, where you think you're almost there, and then you have another turn. And then you think you're almost there, and you have another turn. And you can hear the excitement of all of the supporters and the cheerleaders and the families and, and the, the friends that are cheering people on and you know you're close and so you start to get this bit of energy that propels you to uh, just speed it up and, and it's just a very, I have to say, a very emotional experience. Uh, when you finally take that turn and then take another turn and take another turn and you do in fact see the finish line, it is the most overwhelming emotional experience uh, for me it's it's spiritual uh, I, I really feel um, an amazing just through your body from your head to your toes excitement el elation uh, just this feeling of spirituality that is really difficult to describe because you just know how much not only in the day of the race but in the the, the weeks the months in some cases, a full entire year leading up to the training that, that got you to this point. So it's just a really emotional experience. Do you feel when you cross that line with everything you just described, is it possible at that very moment that you almost feel like you could do anything? It, it is, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You have this... this um, you almost want to fall over and sit down, but but this energy that's running through your body is just so amazing. And you're exhausted by by this moment. I mean, but your body is so exhilarated from the adrenaline, adrenaline. flowing, right? 
the yeah, endorphins. Absolutely, absolutely. Those endorphins and those energy, the energy, it, it just has to take you over almost like you could fly over it. it, it it's got to be crazy. It's insane. It's insane. And I think that's the the addiction. You know, I meet people. I've only done two Ironman races in my life, but I, I've met people who have done eight, ten. I've met a 76-year-old man who had been doing this for many, many years. He had done 27 Ironman races. And so I would I would venture to say, you know, there's just this level of, of an addiction to um, that emotional feeling, um, knowing that you can achieve absolutely anything that you put your mind, mind to. to. That's it. It's mind controlled. I, I almost love it. It's almost sick the way you say, I've only done two. I mean, you, <laughs> you just want to scream here. Can't, don't you folks, when you hear her say that, it's like, get out of here. Will you please be quiet? I mean, you know, it's like you compare someone who's done like 20 of them or something. I mean, I mean, come on, you know. I know. I mean, I, there, anybody would love to have completed an Ironman, uh, a complete Ironman, and become an Ironman triathlete. That's the proper way you call it, right? A triathlete. Yes. Yeah. So, and uh, and to do a second one as well, and, and be willing to do that again is truly amazing. So as we pause here and come back with Kelly, I think some of the questions we want to ask her ahead is, would she do another one again? And then, the, the, you know, how does she feel the night before? What, what was that like? I mean, you know, how do you really prepare for something like this? What are the life lessons that come out of something like this? I love talking about this stuff, friends, if you can't uh, know that by now. Uh, but again, also love her work on the America Out Loud Network. We're going to take a quick pause. We'll be right back with you inside the mind of an Iron Man athlete. Inside the mind of an Iron Man athlete. Just loving this conversation. And there's so much about an Iron Man that you can translate to life. And I want to talk about some of those life lessons with Iron Man Kelly Murphy today. But you think about this in life's terms, my friends. Whatever it is, like a goal you want to accomplish ahead, something big in your life, an extraordinary relationship you want to have ahead, or just you know some big career move, or a sickness, or an illness, or something that, something where you have to you know, get those endorphins moving and get your energy in play and be able to, you know, they say your mind controls so much. And I think that's what you get out of this whole mindset of being an Ironman triathlete. And and in many ways, I want to say to you today that with the things you're doing in your own lives and the things you're accomplishing, my friends, you can also be an Ironman athlete in every aspect of your life. Take that mindset and apply that in every aspect of your own life. And you can feel that same feeling just about that uh, a Kelly Murphy would have in crossing the finish line as she just described that unbelievable, sensational feeling. You think of the best high you've had, folks, out there, the best day you've had, the biggest high, some great accomplishment you've achieved, and you think about what that does to your body and your mind, and oh man, I gotta tell you what, give me more of that, will you, huh, Kelly? Well, you're you're exciting me so much. I think I do want to sign up for my third Iron Man. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I couldn't you, have described it better. Absolutely. Well, now wait a minute. Now hold on. I want to talk to you about this point here. One minute. Now I could be a real instigator here of trouble because <laughs> I asked you a question. 
oh, I don't know, somewhere over the last couple of weeks, and I asked you, after you did this race, would you ever consider doing one again? And you, you unequivocally said to me, Malcolm, no, I don't want to do another one in my life. Now, so let's bring it back now at this point. Would you ever consider doing another one? Well, I, you know, I, you've always heard the term never say never. I, after my first Ironman, I said, I'm a one and done. Did it, got the hat, can brag about it, got the sticker, got the medal, done. Right. And then somehow found myself five five years later uh, training for another Ironman. So I don't ever want to you say never. never. So right, right now it's not on the horizon, but you never know, right? It's not on the horizon. I will tell you my honey spot and what I really thoroughly enjoy, and I, I find that I can be competitive at it, is doing a half Ironman, which is basically the 140.6 distance cut in half. Got it. Got it. You know, one of my goals is to take one of, uh, when you take the running, the bike riding, or the swimming, the one I would elevate for me, for Malcolm, is the bike riding, you know? And I, I for, for me, and I, I would love to, I, I envision ahead somewhere, um, you know, for some charity or not for profit or something, doing some sort of a bike ride with you uh, to some goal somewhere in a state, a faraway state. I'd love to accomplish that with you, you know? It's it's on our list for sure, our leap list, Malcolm. We talked about this. I so. really would like to do that. Yeah, that that I believe I can handle, um, and uh, pretty well. And I want to make sure, you know, I think for me to take each piece as I can. I feel like I want to say I'm fit, but I'm not exactly a a, a spring chicken here either, young lady. <laughs> Well, don't use age as an excuse, my friend. <laughs> no, no, no excuses. I don't want to use excuses, but I would need your coaching and your encouragement. How's that? Absolutely. I can provide that. Not a problem. So so let's talk about the night before. So here you are. You've been training for probably, I guess, the better part of a year, I'm, I'm going to imagine. And, you know, you're now the night before. You're at a hotel. You're in another state. Uh, you're getting ready to compete in the morning. Um you know, again, anything could go wrong. You don't really know. I mean, you could have a hazard. Something could happen. You could, you could, I'm sure, cramp up, have something physically happen. Um, you know, you don't really know what could happen. So the night before, how do you feel? Um, what goes through your mind? What kind of, talk to me about the fear factor or not. There's a ton of nervous energy. You know, um, the race was on Saturday, and we arrived in Texas on Wednesday. So there's just a lot to do in preparation, even even to the to the night before, getting your bike from the shipping company, checking it in, registering. There's just so much um, energy that is surrounding you during this this time frame and this process. So the night before really is about taking all that nervous energy and expelling it from your body. So I really got involved in a lot of breathing exercises and really trying to just calm myself, forcing myself to sit down, rest my body, rest my legs in preparation for the physical demands that I'm about to endure. Uh, for me, uh, as I've shared with you before, it is very much a spiritual journey. Uh, a lot of people who think of the Ironman sport um, obviously think about the physical demand and, of course, the mental game that is involved in that physical feat. Uh, but there's one element that I feel like uh, most of us miss out on, and that's the spirituality of the actual journey itself. So for me, I really find myself um, centering myself, grounding myself, um, trying to get out of my own head 
all those thoughts of what if, what if I don't make it out of the water, what if I choke and cramp and all those things that you just described. And so you really have to get, get out of all of those negative thoughts. Uh, so for me, it was uh, just quieting the brain and, and breathing, meditating, and uh, saying, saying a prayer, really, quite frankly. You know, ironically, um, I, to tell folks, I spoke with you the night before, didn't I? Yes, we yeah. did. So we spoke on the telephone, and we, we did speak about this journey. And um, the next, and, I, and I, was, I sent you some very encouraging text, and I was really praying for you that evening. I absolutely prayed very much for you in the journey the next day. And the next day, I was, I, I was thinking of you all day as you were going through the race, and then that evening, knowing that it had, you know, had completed. And if you notice, I never sent another text or bothered for the next day. I didn't want to be one of those cats to be on the, you know, okay, so how did it go? What did you do? Did you make it? You know, I just didn't like, I don't like that. When, you know what I mean? When people do that. Yeah. And I thought, I'm going to wait for us to make the right contact. But I was really rooting for you, of course, and hoping that you would complete it. But I, I hope that energy paid off and that it helped you. But that's why I didn't call that next morning. I wanted to, you know what I mean? Just Well, and I, yeah, and I appreciate that because so many people do. And their first right. question is, what was your time? I know. I and, know. And, and I have to say, if you know, you know this about me. Um, for me, it's not about the time. It's 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 really about the journey. It is about the experience. It's about the people. Kelly, you got it right. Story. You got it right. You got you got it right. I mean, so I I do want to take this moment, um, Malcolm, because this is uh, and and I'm a little emotional about it. Quite honestly, the the evening before, actually, after you and I got off the phone. Mm -hmm. um, I happened to get onto Facebook and a friend of mine who I have been close with through the triathlon sport, met through the triathlon sport, uh, met him through a group called Mad Dogs. They meet down at the St. Peter Petersburg Beach and we swim for a mile and do some running and socialize afterward. Uh, he posted a very heart-wrenching message on Facebook uh, sharing with everyone that he was just diagnosed with stage 4 esophageal cancer. Um, literally right after you and I spoke, um, the day before Iron Man, uh, in his very prophetic message that, that he posted, um, and emotional at that, um, he had completed Iron Man several years back, and he said in his message that, um, he had done Iron Man once before and he crossed the finish line, he was going to do it again. I don't know if you know this, but fewer than 1% of the population have ever, um, completed an Iron Man. Wow. And so this isn't something that just the average Joe, uh, you know, goes out and, and does. Now, I will interject that statement and say that the average Joe could if they were crazy enough to want to endure that type of mental, um, mental and physical chaos, if you will. Uh, but what he said in his message was most touching to me. And, and I have to say it was um, it, it really got me through the race the next day. And that was just like Iron Man, he was going to use the same principles to get through this fight with cancer. And that was supplements, good nutrition, a tough, positive mental attitude, and God. Kelly, that day of the race, did, did it come into your mind? Did you, did you feel at times you were going to run that Iron Man for, for, that, for that individual? I couldn't stop thinking about him exactly. and of course that was a very large push because it doesn't take long in, in the race when you start to experience something. Um, for me, I'm not a swimmer as you know 
and I, I panic before I even get in the water. I panic. I get in the water and I spend probably a good third of the mile, third of the mile, one third mile of the 2.4 panicking. And so you can't swim when you're panicking. And, um, you know, I just, I have a tactic and a technique. It works well for me. I roll over on my back. I look up to the sky and I pray and I breathe. And until I get my breath and until I feel centered, I, I don't roll over. And, and once that happens, I roll over and I, and I put my face in the water and I take off and I swim. Good for you. Jack wow. is all I could think about. All right. Um, so how, how is he doing now? I have to ask you. Do you know? He's fighting. Okay. He's fighting. Right. He is. He's in uh, the fight. It's, it's nothing that modern medicine can cure. Mm-hmm. Uh, stage four, fewer than 4% of the people survive this. So he is definitely um, fighting for his life. And he is doing it through proper nutrition so he's you know most of us know that cancer um, feeds off of sugar and so he is um, has a special diet where he has cut out all sugar and if you know anything about our food source it's almost impossible it's not impossible but it's very difficult to live on a diet that doesn't have sugar so he's doing a lot of juicing and eating fresh vegetables of course no fruits uh, and and taking you know a boatload of supplements, natural okay. supplements. And Kelly, uh, just give me his first name only. What's his first name? Jack. Jack. So we we want to we we want to bless Jack today, and we want to dedicate this program and the work that we're doing to Jack, and that he gets through this moment of time. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, my first Iron Man uh, who got me through it was my my little buddy Alex, who, as you know, is the reason I wrote the book *Fear Is Horseplay*. Uh, he was my son's best friend who was diagnosed with medulloblastoma at the age of five, and six months post diagnosis, he lost his fight to this monster disease. And um, it was actually because of him, because of his life, and because of his fight because of his courage, his fearlessness, that I decided I needed to change my life and get healthy. Uh, I was not living life the way um, God wanted me to live it and the way that I needed to live it for my own children and for my own self. And so that's when I really started to change my behaviors, my habits, and um, that's when I was introduced to the triathlon sport. So um, it just kind of comes full circle. You, you are, are, you know, you can see as we relate to these health challenges and, and the things that, you know, you speak about, you write about these things. And, and this should bring it home to everybody, Kelly, as to what really it means to be an Ironman and how, like, Jack is going to use that same uh, mythology to be able to fight this horrible disease that he's been uh, beset with, you see. And this is what I say to folks, that we can all be an Iron Man to the degree that we can with whatever we're doing in our lives, Kelly, whatever aspect that is of your life. And you're right. For those that really want to take it to the next level, they can do the actual competition. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this. It's good. It's good stuff. And you've proven that. You've done it. All right. So... We, we've got, this is a, a great production. I mean, it's just unbelievable conversation, really, as far as I can see. And um, I think people really appreciate this. You know, one of the things I want to tell folks is I've been really encouraging Kelly to um, step out. She's got so much to offer, as you can tell folks, and to do her own show, do her own productions. She's a very gifted speaker. She speaks from the heart. Uh, and people relate to that when they hear her, and it's a it's a great thing. I see nothing but awesome things happening, and you so are you, you so have the potential to bless so many lives, Kelly. You've certainly blessed mine. Uh, you bless other people, and your work is just tremendous. And I I see great things. So 
I so right now I am I need everyone's help out there to encourage Kelly to do her own show. Get on there. Do you know? We want to have her on America Out Loud, but we want her to um, reach higher and to um, help others because she has so many great stories. You have like the story of little Alex you were just talking about that again was the inspiration for the book and the inspiration for a lot of things you started this journey with, right? Well, and thank you for saying that, Malcolm. And and again, bring it back to the the Ironman sport. You know, when I started out in 2008 doing this, uh, I couldn't swim. I was doing duathlons. I was biking and I was running and I was on the sidelines while all of my friends were doing the tri-sport because they could swim. And I felt like I was left out and I wasn't a part of a group of people that I wanted to be a part of. And I think oftentimes in life we do that. We look at people and we see how they're living, what they're doing, what they're experiencing, and we want that for ourselves, but we're not willing to put our face in the water. And so it was at that time that I decided, you know, if you want to do this, then you've got to do the work to get there. And so we're always in our life going to be looking at what's the next level. Um, What, you know, where am I today? And what do I need to do to step outside of that comfort zone? And this is where fear comes into play, where, you know, you hear me say this all the time, everything we want from our life is on the other side of fear. Well, in fact, it's it's the salute we do at the finish of every one of your posts. I end it with that because that's your saying. It's it's the absolute truth, and and whether it's a relationship, whether it's you know getting yourself promoted and in, in the workplace. Sometimes for some people, it's just speaking up in a meeting in the workplace. Right. You know, I've done corporate training since uh, early in my career, and and have stood in front of thousands of. of team members and organizations where they they don't feel empowered to speak up and and they're afraid and they 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 make fear-based decisions and so i i speak about fear in all aspects you don't have to go out and do an iron man but but maybe you want to get involved in a relationship you want to fall in love you know don't be afraid you've got to step outside of your comfort zone be willing to be vulnerable be willing to make mistakes be willing to cramp up be willing to risk anything and and so that's what this is all about is is start where you're at and, and taking it to that next level, going from good to great, um, taking that step in a forward direction and, and believing that anything is possible, but what is it that you want and, and dreaming big about that impossibility. That's it, Kelly. Well, well said and just a, a beautiful uh, finish to a, uh, a remarkable uh, production here. There are so many specific life lessons and specific ideas and thoughts that come from all of this. But again, folks, look for all of these things in Kelly's write-ins or columns on America Out Loud. And I'm sure her future broadcasts and other things that she'll be doing ahead, her speaking opportunities, things where she can, you know, impact other lives. Like the life of Jack, for instance. When we were speaking to him just a few moments ago, Kelly, through that whole period of time, through those moments, and as I was doing this broadcast with you, I actually was, in my energy within me, I had my eyes closed as I was talking in that in that context with you, just to take it all in and to take that moment and send that energy out to Jack and and there's because that's what's important in life and you you you've got this thing down you you really have it nailed you you're very gifted and you you've learnt at this moment of your life Kelly what some people don't learn into their eighties if they're blessed you see and it so is true. 
it, it is. You know, we live in a very noisy world. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of banter, a lot of chattering, a lot of, you know, all these political views and all this negativity being right. skewed all over social media. And and the truth is, is that we don't, we, we miss out on the signs. You know, God is whispering to us. And he, he, he's sending us messages, and it's in our spirit, it's in our soul. We're all here to serve a purpose. And we miss out on, on those, those signs, those signals, those whispers, those God winks. Yeah. Because we're so involved in overthinking, overdoing. And, and so I, I appreciate what you just said, is, is sometimes we just have to quiet the mind, close our eyes, and feel the energy that's around us. That's exactly it's it. very insightful. I love these. I love this when you preface the God winks. We need to do more with that, Kelly. I, I really love this God winks. Uh, that's something that's got to become part of the mantra. So, some of the, more of the conversation we're having. Listen, leave people with that funny story that you talk about uh, in the current column you have on the site. Uh, Iron Man Love. Are you rushing to the finish line? And this is the one where the biker in front of you did something that left you a little bit wet. Would you share that with us, please, as we close out here? Absolutely. You know, so one of the things that frustrates me most about uh, our society and our culture is that we are just so fast-paced and just trying to get ahead. We're just trying to win, you know, trying to get a better personal, um, personal best, you know, trying to make more money, trying to just be the best and win in this world of competition. And so in, in my book, or in this article, this particular article, I, I write about, um, you know, where's the love? Where's the respect, the reverence, and the honor for people around you? Uh, it's, it's a well-known fact in the Ironman sport that um, highly competitive iron, iron people uh, will choose to bypass the porta potty in exchange for taking, getting a couple extra minutes in, in their time. So in other words, they don't want to stop to use the portalette, so they will just relieve themselves on their bike. And so, you know, I, I, I joke, you know, where's the love? Because can't, I guess it's a technique and a strategy, and that's fine. I choose to pull over to the side and use the porta potty. Uh, but if you're going to choose to urinate on the bike, um, on a minimum, can't you just turn around and look to make sure it's all clear? Uh, because it, it happened to me in this past race where I was behind a gentleman who decided to relieve himself, and I basically got urinated on. <laughs> and gentleman would be a kind word for that, obviously. Yeah, but you're a you lady. Know, I, I don't want my feminist energy to come across the waves. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would not be too kind. But yeah, I guess it all goes with that competition. But uh, wow, that is a wow. As you're riding the bike and you you think it's uh, raining out, maybe, huh? Yeah, you know the whole point is is that sometimes in our race to the finish line, it it, it is okay to stop, slow our roll, look around us, um, pay attention to other people. You know, a couple extra minutes, a couple extra seconds, a couple extra whatevers in life are not going to really make the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think we're just in such a hurry and such a rush. You see it, you know, on the road even. You know, absolutely. Road yeah, absolutely. Um, if we could yeah. just slow down a little bit and, and be more respectful of one another i just feel like the world would be a better place <laughs> yeah we all would be better served in our own ways for for doing exactly that kelly kelly thank you for uh, i think an incredible broadcast and telling us uh, this story you know really appreciate it thank and, uh, you for this opportunity malcolm I, I very much cherish your friendship and and this opportunity to uh share this with people i am very passionate about it and 
I believe, I, I don't recall who says this, but be the change you want to see in, in the world. And so I try my best to uh, do right and, and to just keep moving forward and, and charging forward in a way that um, will make this place. You are doing it. You are doing it every day. And so you can find all of the interesting articles and columns uh, that Kelly writes about at America Out Loud. And uh, it, it is such a, a, a privilege. Uh, but inside the mind of an Ironman athlete, we can all strive to be a little better, a little bigger, and really accomplish the things that are important in our life. Take time for the relationships and reach out to those who need it. Thanks for joining me today. Remember, get involved, get loud, friends.